Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. Yeah, no good. Billiken wins. Now, the Billiken Basketball Radio Show. Courtside at Chaffetz Arena. Tom Ackerman with you. It is an absolute pleasure to do back-to-back weeks with the St. Louis University women's basketball team. The Billikens are the number three seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament. The Billikens have themselves a number three seed, which also means a double bye. We'll be talking about that championship, Wilmington, Delaware, the site on Friday night. That and more with some very special guests courtside as the Billikens go on the road this week to go after the A-10 tournament title. With us is head coach Rebecca Tillett. After a thrilling win over UMass, you've set yourself up for this situation. Great to have you on the show as always. Thank you so much for having us, Tom, and so excited to be here with these women who are very responsible for making it happen. They are right in front of us from my left to right. Julia Martinez, the senior out of Chicago, joins us on the show. Great to have you. Good to have you on radio. You and I have talked about this to get some radio going, so here we go. Yeah, we've been we've been uh, trying to find a time for you and I to talk, so yeah, I'm well, glad we finally found one. <laughs> why not uh, save the best for last in Brooke Flowers? Man, I'll tell you what, just a, a tremendous player is with us here today. Number one shot blocker, rebounder in school history, but also climbing the charts in scoring. And speaking of scores, Here's one of the great scorers in the country, and that is Kyla McMakin, leads the team in scoring. She has been a machine this year, averaging 17.4 per game. Kyla, great to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, I've talked to all of you after games. I've talked to all of you through the season. It has been some season, hasn't it, Coach? I mean, you think about where you started here, and you had expectations for this team to be good. You knew it would take some time. Did you, in your wildest dreams, imagine number three seed in the A-10 championship? I think you always strive for, you know, what is the max capacity of the group together. So I certainly didn't count it out. Um, knew that we'd have challenges. And I think this team embraced those from the beginning in terms of how can we develop chemistry quickly. And, you know, every coach in the country is trying to do that, whether they've got a veteran group and been there a long time or if it's a brand new group together. And, and much has been said about this group being such a, you know, 
mixing of different people from different places and um, even with the transfer portal institutions and how could we create camaraderie as quickly as possible. So certainly didn't count it out. Uh, We didn't think we were a 12th seed pick. That's for sure. I know these women did not think that, Um, but really pleased with how we've positioned ourselves in the tournament and, you know, I've talked a lot about not being satisfied with this being the end, right? There's still more to do. We worked so hard to get to this point. Let's not stop now. You beat UMass 77-75 on this floor. On a Wednesday night, the number one team in the league came in and fell by two. You had a team, they were hot too, but so were you. You've won seven of eight after that one, nine and six in conference play. Uh, after that one, and UMass had won 12 in a row. How did you prepare for them and ultimately beat them? You know, I think some of it is, you know, keyword preparation in terms of the team being really locked into what we're trying to do, right? So in terms of I don't know that we did anything as a staff that's that much different than what we've been trying to do the entire time, but the focus, the attention to detail, the ability for our team to have shared language now that they all know together and there's not so much new every single day. And then rising. I think that's what we talked about so much in preparation for that game was how do we rise up? The game's going to call for big shots, big plays on both sides of the ball. Well, let's go out and do that and embrace the moment, not be you know concerned about the moment. Let's go, let's go attack it. It was a tremendous performance across the board and a win over UMass. That wasn't all. You went to Chicago, Julia's hometown, and beat Loyola by 18 to finish 10-6 and six in the league in the regular season. What was that like to finish in that fashion? I think we just, you know, after the UMass game, we were just like, let's just take it all home. You know, let's get this double bye. We've worked so hard for it. So, I mean... One of our coaches was like, we respect everyone. We don't take anyone easily, um, you know, regardless of the record or not. So we just wanted to go out there and just to completely just end off the regular conference season and on like a bang because we've been on this nice roll. Um, yeah, we went out there and we did our thing, and we're just really happy that um, the seed that we got. But, you know, there's still work to do. We're not done yet. I'll ask you the question that I'll ask Brooke in the next segment about playing for different coaches and kind of this journey that you've been on what has this been like transitioning into this year you know I think um like before everything happened you know there's so many different mix of emotions you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to come in and what's their type of coaching style or things like that um but I think things have been going really well and I know Tillett and the whole coaching staff have done such a great job developing this like program and starting from scratch and I think it has made such a huge difference in our team culture and just overall like our team environment we've just been like all like you can tell it's just different out there different vibe um, compared to just how things are and you know different is good change is great and I think this change definitely has just been going really well for us and I think um, I'm sure Brooke can agree but things have been going great. And Kyla, you told me, you said, I'm not sure a lot of people know this, but the only Division One offer that I got was from Longwood mm-hmm. and Rebecca Tillett. And so you've bought in early and you made your way to St. Louis with her. What was that like? Uh, yeah, no, Tillett is one of the biggest influences that I've had in my life. And like you said, it was, you know, an experience that meeting her, it was, you know, she was one of the few people outside of like my family and my high school coach who believed in me so I wouldn't go anywhere else and I already got you know the coach that I 
that has helped me progress in my game more than anything and then made me a better player but also a better woman. So it was easy to make the choice to come to St. Louis. So you knew. You knew coming here about her and, and what she could do. And oh, then, yeah. But you had to sort of – did you play a role in, in bringing that message to your teammates as well and letting them know what she was about? I know me and Brooke ended up going uh, to a lunch when we first came before, you know, like the basketball started and just – you know, telling you know, till it is so different than you know, hearing the previous experiences. It was like, yeah, she's something that I don't think a lot of universities have. Like the way that she's focused on you as a person outside of the basketball sense and wants you to grow. And you know, as a woman, either you know, as a black woman or in your field for your major, stuff like that. Not a lot of coaches. You don't find that a lot of places. So. I kind of wish that we had had – maybe it happened. I don't know. But I wish we had, like, cameras following you guys around all year. Like, this would make a great story. It would make a great documentary about women's sports and about success. It's not over yet. You still have more to accomplish. But it is a great story overall, isn't it? It really is. You know, Julia told me a funny story about when they were getting ready to meet me uh, the first time I was introduced and how the camera's coming in. And so they're all thinking, like, you know, somebody famous is going to walk through the door that – they're all going to know, and, and here I come through the door, which, of course, I'm from the East Coast. They have no idea who I am or what, what University Longwood is. And um, I, I love that story just because I think it's just a reminder of, you know, put your head down, work really hard, care about the right things as a group, and, and good things happen. And I think this team just did that so many times throughout the season, um, just decided to – create their own narrative to stay the course you know things that we talk about as coaches and in organizational leadership that are really really hard to do they're not easy to do um and this group and, and these three are all members of our leadership council in addition to ken calhoun and camry clegg and they play a major role in decision making planning you know even down to the details of how we're going to prepare for this tournament in terms of practice times and recovery and you know, I think the way we have chosen to do it here is with shared leadership, and this group has really led the way. Was there – I know you probably get asked this a lot. Was there a turning point? And for me, sitting here, you know, like I could say that it was the Rhode Island game. I felt like you played the number one team in the league at that time, lost the game by 11, but they had a history of being great in the fourth quarter, and you were toe-to-toe with them throughout. In fact, there were times in that game where you were better than them mm-hmm. from the eye test. It was probably before that, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Wichita State stands out. We got down really, really (laughs) by a large margin and fought back. But we didn't win. So then you're like, okay, well, there's something there, right? This team can really, really fight. I thought we played well at Memphis. Thought we could really get Memphis and didn't. So it's just what's the resiliency of the group, right? How many times can that happen before you say, well, it's maybe not our year or maybe it's not this group or this staff or this leadership and people start looking around. And this group just never did that. And if they did, it wasn't enough people to to cause anything to be derailed. And then I do think Rhode Island and then Fordham was the start of the run, right? Fordham was where we really proved to ourselves. And I, I think we, you and I have talked about this before, Tom. You know, so many people talk proving to other people, proving to the A-10, proving. We're really just trying to prove it to ourselves. Can we be better? I, we say to teams often, can we be better than if we weren't all put together, right? Like if I wasn't here as a coach, 
could this team do that? If Julia wasn't on the team, could this team? So when you have that group of people, what is the max capacity we can reach together? And that's what we're still going after. That's Rebecca Tillett. Julia Martinez is here. Brooke Flowers and Kyla McMakin. It is the Billiken Coaches Show. We are courtside at Chaffetz Arena. We're live on a Monday night on the campus of St. Louis University. The Billikens are going to the Atlantic 10 Women's Basketball Championship as the number three seed. It's just the third time since joining the league in 2005 that they have earned a double bye. The tip-off is Friday night at 6.30 on ESPN+. We'll give you all that information and much more coming up. You are listening to the Billiken Coaches Show from Learfield. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during time of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Billiken Coaches Show coming to you from Chaffetz Arena on the campus of St. Louis University. Tom Ackerman with you. The women's team is here. Rebecca Tillett, Julia Martinez, Brooke Flowers, Kyla McMakin. Hello, Brooke Flowers from St. Louis, Missouri. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> the fifth-year senior, the exercise science major, one of ten Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Award semifinalists, leads the nation in blocks, leads the nation in blocks per game. 121 blocks this season. That's a slew record and more than most teams have. In fact, it's a common practice, I told you, Coach Tillett, where before the game I'll get the 
the sheet with in the notes with the team stats. I'm like, just for fun, I just want to know how many more does she have than the team. It's usually close to double, something like that. Incredible. It's unreal. Um, How do you? How did it begin for you when it came to that in particular blocking shots? Because it's that you're. I mentioned you're you six five. You know you can get up there, but it isn't always about that. It's about timing and understanding the game. How did you begin that practice? Um, I would like to think that maybe uh, playing volleyball in high school might have helped a little bit. Um, I think that's when I really started to block shots is when I was in high school. Uh, And then coming into college, my freshman year, you know, you try to block those shots and the timing of them is a little bit different. I felt like on the collegiate level I was trying to block shots and some of them would end up, you know, being fouls or – it would just kind of be off. So I just think that, you know, all the time that I've had playing college games has just kind of gotten progressively better and better. You get kind of used to the timing of it all. And so I think that's how I got here. And rebounding the basketball is the same kind of thing. It does come down to timing, understanding where that ball is going and where you need to be, positioning. How did, how does that come about? Same? Is it is it an art form in a way? Um, I think a lot of people say, you know, rebounding is just kind of like effort. Um so you're just learning from the people around me. I think Julie is a great rebounder, and you see her just kind of fly above people to get rebounds that are, you know, bigger than her. And it's just, it's really just a heart thing. Or, you know, I'll come to the bench, and my coaches will talk to me. They'll be like, you don't have enough rebounds. And I'm like, okay. So that's something that's in your head, and you're like, okay, I need to go get some more. And so I think that when you think about it, you have it kind of as a conscious effort, and you put the effort towards it. You're more likely to get them. So, so like, go get me some rebounds. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yes. Next next four minutes. Is that right, Julia? Is that do you feel that way? You're also an excellent rebounder. Yeah, I think. I mean, we at halftime we always kind of have a little check in to see um, where you are with your rebound goals. Um, and I hate when I don't. I'm not like at halfway of my goal. So whenever I hear my number or whatever, I'm like, yeah, like I need to get more. And there's times where it's like, oh, either I'm just either watching like Brooke go up for a layup and just watching her, and I'm like, I need to get in there. Like I need a rebound. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of times like the defensive rebounds, I just want the ball to be in my hand to already start transition. Um, and then offensive, just to get it out and then pass it out to a shooter or something like that. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, heart want it. I don't know. Defense, if you were to say, Rebecca Tillett, the identity of this team defensively, what would it be? Wow. I mean, starts with Brooke Flowers. <laughs> um, but I also think we have some tenacious defenders in Ken and Julia that have really embraced, you know, having defensive assignments that they crave and want. I think that's really big. And then our team has talked all season about being a complete unit on defense, right? We're really trying to defend team defense um, with all five of us. And I think we've made a lot of great strides in that area and we'll need to continue getting better in that area as I look at these three wonderful women um, as we compete in the A-10 championship. You'll be waiting on St. Joseph's to see who they play, Davidson or St. Bonaventure. And then the winner of that gets St. Joseph's. The winner of that gets SLU. A double bye. You won't play until 6.30 Central Time on Friday night as the number three seed in Wilmington, Delaware, at the Chase Fieldhouse. So, again, that's coming up this weekend on a Friday night. The men will be playing at the exact same time, actually. They'll be here taking on Dayton. So we'll be scoreboard watching for sure. Uh, it's amazing to think about, isn't it, Well, that you'll be playing March basketball with a real shot here? It really is. And I think, you know, earning the double bye for our women, you know, there was a point in the season where that did not seem like – 
early in the conference season, like, could we even still earn that? Then you start building the run, and then some things go your way on how other teams, you know, win-loss goes. And um, then to be in this position, you know, it's really difficult to win a championship playing five days back-to-back or four days back-to-back. And so if you give your team that opportunity to come in, now you've got to be mentally ready. You've still got to do all the prep work to be ready to go on that day. But you do have an advantage. You do because you're the rested team. Um, And then once you hit that quarterfinal game, everybody's got the same scenario. Everybody's got to play. And, you know, if you advance to the semifinals and the championship game, you guys are in those games. They're either the same amount of tired as you or more if they – started the conference tournament before you um so i think you just have to train your mind for that um we did play in one tournament this year that was three games in a row which really grateful to our university and athletic department leadership for allowing us to do that because that was preparation for this tournament brooke where did it turn in your mind i mean i feel like you have a good feel for the pulse of this team and understanding what's going on when did it start to turn in your estimation um, I think that the turning point for us was the Fordham game. I feel like we had been building momentum and taking, you know, steps in the right direction, and we were learning, like, we can compete with teams and we can come back if we need to. But I think the Fordham game was the first time that we really, like, put it all together and we got the win and we left with, you know, more than just feeling like, okay, we can do it. Like, okay, we got the job done. So I think that that was a really big boost in our confidence just knowing that everything that we've learned in the non-conference and the conference games before that coming together, you know, to all achieve that, that goal of wanting to win the game. And so I think that from that point, you know, now that we knew that we had the ability to do that, that was the new expectation for us. And then we just kind of went on a run from there. You beat them 87, 84. Then you turn around, you beat George Mason, St. Bonaventure, Dayton, GW. You went to Richmond and lost a game and then came back home and got LaSalle on a Sunday afternoon, and afterwards we just kept the mics open and let it go with Senior Day. That was an emotional time, I know, for for both of you. What was it like from your perspective, Brooke? Um, senior Day was it was great. It was um, it was definitely emotional. You know, it, you know, one of the last few times playing in Shea Fitz and just thinking of, you know, all the things that I've been through this season, all the things that I've been through over the past five years, you know, and just the program. And it was just, it was a lot. So um, it meant a lot to get that win senior night. You know, it was a big win for us as we continue to, you know, try and move ourselves up the, the ranking and things like that. So but it was definitely emotional, bittersweet emotions, but it was good. It was a core memory. What was it like? this time going through and playing in your hometown and culminating in that moment? Um, I think that that's like the most just gratifying experience of all of this is just being able to say that, you know, I did this in my hometown. Um, Just being here for five years and just kind of having that full circle moment of, you know, I've been in the stands and I've seen, you know, great players play in the Billiken uniform and then to be the player that's playing and to be the one that you know walks out and gets the the big jersey in the frame and so it's just it was a really cool experience um it's the thing that I'm probably most proud of just to have been here and been able to do all these wonderful things in my hometown I know you're observing you see all those St. Louis kids that come out to see you do you see yourself sometimes when those kids are kind of hanging around after the game trying to get an autograph? Yes, I do. I remember walking through the lines, getting the autographs, you know, the little balls they throw out at the ball toss and 
getting them signed by the players at the time. So it is. You do kind of see yourself and kind of realize how far you've come, and it's definitely something to just be grateful and thankful for. Julia, you as well have been through this journey of St. Louis University basketball. And, gosh, there was one point where you guys were shut down not once, twice, but I think three times Mm -hmm. in one year because of COVID. Yeah. I mean, that's just one (laughs) thing that comes to mind of just in your injuries that you had to deal with, ups and downs of a college basketball career. It's really something to think about. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I think, like Brooke said, it just really makes you look back on, like, the the years being here and just being like, wow, we've gone through all that. But um, but also looking back at my years, it's like each year I have – this might be a little cliche, cheesy, but, like, each year really has just gone – like, I feel like I've gone stronger and I've just have grown in so many different ways, whether that's on the court or off the court or just, like, in leadership areas, just – Things like that. We've just gone through so much, and it's just crazy because every time I talk to people, they're like, "Man, you guys had a like, you guys went through all this, like this injury, or this many times you're out for COVID, or just so many different things that like we've that has happened within our team that we just have overcome." But um, I mean, it's definitely just a blessing to be able to be here and to play for such a great university like SLU, and um, just all the opportunities that you get, and yeah, it's pretty special. It makes you be. Be like, wow, like I did that. You know, I think, you know, in a couple of years, I'm going to look back and be like, that was such a special time. Absolutely. It probably makes you stronger. Right. I mean, really. Yeah. It just makes you stronger each time out. Like, if we can deal with that or this, we can deal with anything. When you look ahead now and see what's to come in Delaware, what do you get excited about? What do you love about this group uh, from that standpoint? Um, I just, I think what's so special about this group is just, we're just hungry. Like we're on this run right now. And like, you know, usually at this time of the year, some people are just already checked out. Some players just want to be done because, you know, they're tired or whatever. Um, but I think this team is just different in a way that we just want to win. We want to keep going. And like Tillett said, we want to prove to ourselves that we can um, make it to the championship and we can win and we can go to the actual NCAA tournament. Um, but I think it's just we're just all really excited. And I think getting this double bye just adds so much more motivation and getting that advantage of not being borne out with two games or five games in a row will definitely help us. Was senior day emotional for you knowing that? Or at least me knowing that the future still was out there to know what Julia was going to do. Yeah, I, um, it wasn't as emotional for me than it is for Brooke because I still have a do, I, I still have another year. Um, but it just, I mean, to be able to like thank different people. There's a lot of people that has helped me get to where I am um, today. So that's why my speech was a little bit longer than some other people's. Um, but there's just a lot of people that has helped me. And, yeah, it wasn't as emotional, but it, it definitely did make me look back and be like, well, if it wasn't for COVID, I would this would be over. But, no, I still got another year. Yeah, and here you are. And, and I know you're grateful. And we're going to talk to Kyla McMakin when we come back after the break and get a headset uh, back to her. But um, it, it is about people, this, this business that you're in. Um, Rebecca Tillett, and you've learned a lot about these people. We're going to get into some X's and O's as well when we talk about this team. We we've, we kind of shift back and forth, but if you don't have the connection with people, it just doesn't work. And it seems like you are well connected, and, and it happened rather quickly. You know, I think if you're doing it right in any leadership field, It's about the people, right? And you're serving the people that you're with. And at the same time, like anything that these guys say they learn from our staff, we also learn from them throughout the entire year. We're never the same group or uh, team or coaching staff 
each year, even if every single woman had eligibility, don't we all wish Brooke had more eligibility? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if we had the exact same group again at the beginning of next year, it would be a different journey because we've all grown and changed in that time frame. And so I think for us, you know, our coaching staff, just pouring into these young women and watching their development and, you know, some of the best moments as coaches are just when you see a student athlete do something that maybe they weren't sure they could do yet. And then they do it. And then their teammates see them do that. And their teammates know, wow, they've really been working on that behind the scenes. And now they go out and accomplish it on the court for everybody to see. It was actually one of our focus for the Loyola game was just we thought a next step for us was to really separate from an opponent in a game and let all the women that work tirelessly in practice have opportunities to showcase on the floor. And we were able to do that in that game and give people opportunity that maybe don't get as much, you know, limelight in front of the whole group of fans that we have, but to prove that, hey, they're working behind the scenes and getting better too. Everybody plays a part. To win, you got to have everybody playing their role, both players, staff. It's uh, It's been fun to watch. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. We will focus once again on the St. Louis University women's basketball team. We are here at Chaffetz Arena. What an exciting time for them. We're sitting here on February 27th, and they have some big-time basketball in front of them. 10-6 and six in the Atlantic 10 as they head in as the number three seed on Friday night in Wilmington. Tom Ackerman with you back in just a moment. The Billiken Coaches Show from Learfield. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
Welcome back to Shaven Serena. Tom Ackerman with you. St. Louis University basketball is alive and well. The men actually picked up a very nice win on Saturday against Loyola, 81-62. They are in position right now. Tough game coming tomorrow at VCU. And then a home game against Dayton doesn't get easy for them, but the challenge is there for them. I mean, they could have a double bye, too. Uh, There's no question. They are right now in a three-way tie for second place in the league. The women, they are the number three seed going into the A-10 championship. Double bye for them. The number three seeded Billikens will be playing Friday night at 6.30 Central Time on ESPN+. Plus. Back with you courtside with Rebecca Tillett. Julia Martinez, Brooke Flowers, and Kyla McMakin, the senior from Virginia Beach. Computer science major. So you're sitting next to two exercise science majors. Computer science, how how did that uh, come about, and how is that going? Um, I literally took one class in high school, and I was like, this is kind of cool. I think I like want to stay with this. And I think if it wasn't just for the computer science department um, at Longwood, I probably wouldn't like just the people in there and and the professors that I had it was like a second family and that kind of helped me I was like okay it is very hard but like they're also struggling with me and it makes it kind of like a fun experience so it is a I don't know too many people in the major like uh, I definitely don't know too many athletes that take the major but it, it is my favorite thing I could talk about computers for hours and love <laughs> to um program and do all that stuff well I mean it's where the way the world is going, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt you'll have some opportunities in front of you, won't you? Oh yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, professionally, a great opportunity for Kyla McMakin down the road. But I'll tell you what, you are some basketball player. I mean, I I love watching you play. Uh, your ability to put the ball in the basket is remarkable, and sometimes it takes patience, doesn't it, to kind of get it going mm-hmm. and and know and get that confidence going that you know that you can score. And when she does. Look out. What What is that like uh, for you offensively? Yeah, um, I've been playing. When I say it, I sound so old. But <laughs> and I'm really only 21, but I have been playing for 15 years. Yeah. And that's like, wow, that's a long time. Mm. Um, and since, you know, I started playing basketball when I was six, my dad played. And I always wanted to be like my dad. And he was a shooter. So I just, you know, he's always talking. I just wanted to be better than him. Like, I'm competitive. Like, even at six years old, like, I'm going to shoot better than you. Even if I'm shooting like this from the side, doesn't matter. I'm going to shoot better than you. So that was a big part of it, like, um, just going in the backyard. And we would just shoot and play one-on-one with my dad. And he wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't win. Like, it wasn't, like, a fun little basketball. It was like I would go in my room crying. So, like, that competitive um Energy still comes to this day. Like, I want to be able to score. And I like, you know, I'm, as you can see, like, I like the backyard style. Like, the the fundamental, don't get me wrong, I love the fundamental. But I love, you know, that exciting, uh, making big plays, whatever it's defense, you like, pluck the ball from them or going and doing crazy crossover move in the scoring. I love basketball that's exciting like that. And I think, you know, we really – what makes you know our team so crazy looking sometimes is we'll do things that are like really exciting and try to make a cool little behind the back pass or no look like it's it's um we love to do exciting big things like that and so just i like to score yeah it makes my job a lot of fun <laughs> makes me jump out of my chair when i see these unexpected things that's the thing rebecca Tillett, is that it does get crazy out there i mean mm-hmm. things break down you can plan all day long but then a ball will just come loose and who's going to get it and who's going to be ready 
Uh, it happens in a split second, and yeah. that's what she's talking about. No, it really is, and I think it ties into confidence as well. Right? You want to get your team playing as confident as possible, and when your team is able to take those types of um, – I mean, some people would consider them risks. I mean, I know there's coaches in the game that don't want a behind-the-back pass ever. <laughs> and we, we are okay with that because we think that if we have women playing at their highest level of confidence, the team is going to be more successful. And then I also think just the physicality you can have in some games, right? Like the UMass game was a very physical, um, aggressive style of game that suited both teams and in the way that we both like to play. And I think any fans that were here or, or watched us online, what a great game of basketball to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kyla, there's, uh, you know, you've got Brooke Flowers, an all-timer when it comes to block shots and rebounds. Julia Martinez, an all-timer when it comes to steals, among other things. Um, you are, in the history of SLU basketball, third all-time in a single season for points I mean, you can just walk in here and score 538 <laughs> points. I mean, what does that mean to you to know that you're on that list for all time? Oh, it means a lot, especially, you know, coming in, you know, the slew a little later on and, you know, kind of nervous, like, oh, my, like, are my accomplishments going to still, am I going to be able to make a name for myself here? And so it means a lot to be able to, you know, have some uh, records that will live, you know, obviously until the next person breaks them, but, it means a lot to be part of that SLU community because we are, you know, here in St. Louis now, and I want to be part of the St. Louis community and to know, like, okay, I'm doing something for this school outside of myself. So, How do you all challenge each other? I've heard you say that you were challenged to play defense, and I think you've also challenged some people to go ahead and score. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm there for you. Do, do you do that? Does that chatter happen often? And oh. does that make you better? All the time, yeah. Uh, just, you know, there's we're constantly calling each other up, and it's always, you know, we could do this. Like we talked about with rebounding, we talked about are we reaching our goal. Like there's always something um, tangible that we try to go for that is not just like, oh, I'm going to score 40 points this game. But it's more like, you know, I see Julia dive on the floor and Ken strip somebody. And, okay, I could – I see them doing something. Let me try. I can't just go and get scored on because then all that work just goes down the drain. And that's that kind of, I think, love that we have for each other um, that makes us, you know, so competitive um, is if we see our teammates trying to do something, uh, we want to do it too, you know, and make sure that we're helping them. Or, like, if you're sacrificing your body, who am I not to sacrifice my body? And I think that's what... I know I joke a lot about it with defense, but I do want to be able to. I don't want you and Ken and Brooke do all this beautiful work and then they pass ball to my men and they just score. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst. So I really, I think a lot of that same, you know, Julia um, example, she's taken on a higher uh, scoring role than I'm sure she's had before. And then it's, you know, the having that, okay, I see what my teammates are trying to do and what I can do. Let me help or let me show, you know. I'm not a liability, and I think no one on this team wants to be a liability, which creates a very good balance of everyone trying to do a little bit of something. Brooke, uh, there is a difference, isn't there, between <laughs> criticizing and challenging because you can get across the line where it's like you're blaming, like you were not this, this, but but there's how do you do it? Everyone talks about you being so positive and, and this positive influence on everyone. How do you get somebody to reach another level and 
for that matter, yourself and, and keeping it in a positive way? Um, I think that the biggest thing with kind of challenging your teammates or really anybody to achieve a new level is framing it more as belief. Yeah. Um, I think that when you approach someone and you say, you can do something better and I believe you can and here's why, it it looks different. It feels different because it's like, okay, my teammate believes in me that I can do better. And so it's like, I don't want to let that person down. I don't want to let, you know, my sister, my teammate down. And so I think that when you hear it that way, it, it kind of inspires something within you because you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for everybody else, for the people around you, for the success of the team. And so I think that that's how you just kind of, that's how we all, you know, just inspire each other to be better and make each other better every day. Leadership uh, comes in different forms, but I know that you're appreciative of it, Rebecca Tillett, and it does come down to, you know, you can say one thing or you can do something as well, and, and it is both. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's they just talked about two different things. Watching players do something on the floor, they didn't have to say a word. They just did it. Like, I want to do that. Or being challenged by a player. It's interesting. It really is, and I think, you know, this generation, if you ask them, they'll often say they want to lead by example. And I think we sometimes challenge them back that you got to do both. You got to lead by example. You also have to be willing to say things. And it's so interesting to hear Kyla say, call each other up. That actually came from a coach we worked with at a, a different institution and asked us to change our mindset on calling each other out, which you so often hear in sports, and switch your mindset to call your teammates up. Um, or call your players up as a coach and such an important distinction and and fits right with what Brooke is saying about, you know, people want to rise up, right? They, everyone wants to be better. You want to be better because someone thinks you can be better and believes in you and loves you and cares for you. And I I think to add to what Brooke said, the depth of the relationship matters too. The the more time you invest in that human um, and caring about them, the better chance they're going to be receptive to your belief in them, to your calling up of them. And I think that's something that this entire group and staff have worked tirelessly at this year. Speaking of working tirelessly, and we have uh, just a few minutes left for you because we're going to let you guys go early. you got big things coming, and, and I, <laughs> I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I really appreciate this. Um, I hear all the time how tireless you are away from this building and – growing and spreading the name of St. Louis University basketball throughout this area and beyond. It is a 365-year job, day-a-year job. It is. There's no question about it. Is that true? That is true. And I think, you know, the big focus for us since we've gotten here is how quickly can we learn St. Louis? Obviously, we all have ties from other recruiting areas that we've been in our careers. Um, but how quickly can we know St. Louis and get to know the the recruits here and you know, I take it personal as somebody says, like, a recruit's name, and I don't know him yet. I'm like, okay, i got to write that down, make a mental note. How do I know that player as quickly as possible? Um, so I think that's really important. And then just spreading the word about what this university has to offer and then also specifically what this athletic department has to offer. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the last show, but part of what drew, you know, me and, and the other people that came with me to this university is the support of women's athletics and the, the belief that we have in the St. Louis community that if we build what they're looking for, that they will pack this arena and they will support women's sports at an incredibly high level, um, like many other institutions have done across the nation. And that's what we're here to do, and, and that's what we want to do, all while 
you know, pursuing excellence with these women and during a period of time that's critically important to their growth. Um, and then in the end, hang some banners together. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt this team has a lot still in front of it and is the number three seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament at Chase Fieldhouse this week. The Billikens have that opportunity. It has been a treat to be with you guys as always. Really looking forward to what's coming this week and beyond. Uh, great talking basketball with you all. The time went by really fast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. I want people to stay tuned after the break because we will talk about the men's team as well and what they're facing here this week, the women's team, and kind of re reiterate what this situation is for both teams but also take a look at what's to come here in this month of march across the athletic programs at st louis university there are a lot of them that are starting up too so i want to make mention of them on behalf of athletic director chris may who i know is listening uh <laughs> congratulations on everything uh to this point and good luck in delaware it's going to be fun to watch. Thank you so much, Tom. And we just really appreciate appreciate your coverage. I mean, you guys are at eight games this year, two coaches shows. Um, it matters. And supporting women, I know, is important to you. And it, it matters and is very appreciated here. Well, thank you very much. We had a great conversation about that last week, about the 50th anniversary of Title IX and women's sports. And last night, I went to Indiana University. I was watching our women take on uh, Iowa last night. What a game. And they hit a shot with a <laughs> second left. It was a heck of a game, though, you know? It's just was. a great basketball game, and that's what we need. That's exactly what we need. All the best to you, and good luck on the road in Delaware. Appreciate Thank you it. Thank so much. For Julia Martinez, Brooke Flowers, Kyla McMakin, Rebecca Tillett, I'm Tom Ackerman. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, more Billikens talk from the Billiken Coaches Show, courtside at Chaffetz Arena from Learfield. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Calhoun still with it. Looks left at McMakin. Hands it off to her. Shot clock at five. McMakin takes a three. Hits the three. Buries it. Oh, what a shot. Welcome back. It was great to visit with Kyla McMakin and Brooke Flowers and Julia Martinez and head coach Rebecca Tillett. Tom Ackerman with you courtside at Chaffetz Arena, the Billiken Coaches Show, as SLU wins over UMass, wins over Loyola, and puts themselves in a spot in the A-10 tournament that they've only been two other times since they joined the league in 2005, and that is the number three seed and a double bye. They haven't earned a double bye other than two other times, and what a terrific moment it is for St. Louis University women's basketball. Also, the men have a lot still in front of them. They are on the road as we speak. They are in uh, Virginia, in Richmond, taking on VCU. That will be coming up on tomorrow night's broadcast at 6 o'clock with a 5:47 pregame. The Billikens are 11-5 and in the A-10. They can secure a top-four seed in the championship with a win. 
If they beat VCU, they will get a double bye. Now, VCU needs a win in either of its last two games to capture the A-10 regular season crown and number one seed in the conference tournament. So that's what's up against SLU at this point. They will be charged up in their home arena, and they'll be ready to go. So we'll see if the Billikens can go on the road and take them down. As always, Billiken Hall of Famers Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. will be on the call. Meantime, the women, as I mentioned, will play Friday night at 6.30 against the winner of St. Joseph's and who? Davidson and St. Bonaventure play the opening game. They'll take on St. Joseph's, and then SLU, with the double bye, will be awaiting them in the 11th game of the tournament. They will not play until the 11th game of the conference tournament. Because of that double bye, all those games will already have taken place, and they will be the last team to take the floor on Friday night in Delaware. So it's remarkable, honestly, where they've put themselves at this point. This also is baseball season, and the Billikens will be playing at SIU. Uh, They'll be taking on SIU, and they'll return to the Billikens Sports Center for a home opener. It's a three-game weekend series against St. Thomas. So first pitch set for tomorrow at 3 o'clock in Carbondale, and then the Billikens will play at home uh, as they kick things off at the Billiken Sports Center, so it's exciting for them. And I also wanted to make note of the fact that the track and field team uh, had a very good outing in the A-10 Indoor Championships. For the second year in a row, St. Louis's Toby Gillen was named the A-10 Conference Most Outstanding Performer at the Indoor Track and Field Championships. Gold medal in both the 3,000 meters and 5,000 meters. So congratulations to those performers as well. We say so long from Chaffetz Arena, the Billiken Coaches Show from Learfield. On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, this has been the Billiken Coaches Show presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Billiken Sports Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. 
Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.